Good morning. It's November 3rd, and welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion of the book of the same name. The music you're listening to is the Star Spangled Banner. Today's title is Election Day. Though they were not yet born and had done nothing, either good or bad, in order that God's purpose of election might continue, not because of works, but because of him who calls. Romans 9:11 ESV. Many of you in America are just on your way out to vote today. Many of you may have voted early, but all of us hope to have some clearer course in the near future during this monumentally confusing time of political vitriol, natural disasters, racial upheaval, economic uncertainty, wars in Europe, and pandemic fears. November 3rd looms out of the darkness like a beacon of hope, no matter where you stand. All of us hope we can take a breath afterwards, rather than the process dragging on for weeks, as it could if the contests are close or contested. Since 1792, the states had been allotted 34 days, from November 1st until early December, in which to pick presidential electors. But in 1845, Congress named the first Tuesday in November as Federal Election Day, codifying it in statute for the first time, though at least near that day had long been the preferred time for national elections. The harvest was safely in, and yet the severe winter weather that could keep people from the polls had not yet descended on the north. 1845 was also the year the new technology of of the electric telegraph came into widespread use, and elections that were spread over days to weeks would allow some regions of the country to know the outcome from other regions before they voted. Christians have an election day too, but exactly when that is had been the source of controversy for at least 400 years. John Calvin, 1509-1564, the French-born Swiss theologian, had five religious principles attached to his name posthumously, which for centuries people have taken to be the core of Calvinism. Calvinists believe in one, total depravity. Mankind can do nothing good to earn God's favor, and in fact acts out of evil constantly. Apart from God's grace, he can do nothing to save himself. Number two, unconditional election. God chooses whom he will save before their births and without regard to their choices or actions. Number three, limited atonement. Christ died only for the elect, the believers, not for everyone. And four, irresistible grace. Grace is unmerited favor, and once God selects you to receive it, you cannot resist it. Finally, five, perseverance of the saints. People who are predestined, called, justified, and saved cannot lose their salvation for any reason. Jacobus Arminius, 1560-1609, a Dutch Reformed theologian, had a very different take on the role of man's free will than John Calvin, and his followers, called Remonstrants, formed the religious philosophy known as Arminianism. Arminius felt that every person could either choose faith and accept God's grace, or choose to resist it. He believed that Christ died for everyone's sins, but only believers were forgiven. The Arminians also felt that despite having been saved, an individual could lose his or her faith and fall so far from God as to lose their salvation. So, some Christians believe their election day happened before they were even born. Others feel their election day is the moment they choose to accept Christ and the Spirit elects to become indwelling. Any way you look at it, one thing is clear. 
God is the one who does the accepting. Both Calvinists and Remonstrants believe that the Holy Spirit calls us to faith. Whether he calls only the ones who are pre-selected or the ones he knows choose to believe, he still delivers the ballot in the form of an invitation, and you either vote for Christ as your Savior or you don't. Either way, at some point in your life, you go to the ballot box. God may have picked you to respond to him before you were born, or he may not have. Your election day may have been long ago, or on the day you asked Jesus to be your Savior. Either way, this particular election has eternal consequences. When you cast your vote today, or whichever day it is in the year you are reading this, in the American elections, just remember that politicians come and go. Policies come and go. Prosperity comes and goes. Peace comes and goes. Even health comes and goes. But the Savior came to stay. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. He may rule from heaven at the moment, but he's present in the form of the Spirit in each one of us. And as Paul said in his letter to the Romans, nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Romans eight thirty-eight. So when you start to get all upset about the outcome of the election, just don't. Believers are abiding in Christ and he in us. So we need to keep the main thing the main thing. John fifteen four through 9 While standing up for what you believe is important, with the creator of the universe firmly in your corner and firmly in charge, it makes the Paris Accord, the Iran nuclear deal, Russian intervention, and development of the COVID vaccine, the federal taxation rate, even aging presidents, just not that important. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. We ask your blessing on this nation, who through all her ups and downs has persisted in protecting the freedom to worship. Remind us, Lord, as we face each national crisis, that ultimately we are only visitors here, and our time here is as nothing compared to an eternity with Christ. That ought to help us keep calm and move on. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.